Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. on the uh, curtains do your yes. homework Tim because Obama bought those curtains did you send them back it's in the press. did you send them back it's the state department did you send them, did back? You send them back you're the one that works in congress oh, oh my gosh you get it you done. hung them on your your, your curtains I, they were curtains. there before I even showed up at the yeah. residence you here's, are scrapping here's a, here's you are scrapping I'm not scrapping you know here's a fact here's a fact though I cut taxes I loaded up our cars you wanted a gas tax increase and then you wanted a we not intend to go ahead like this. In fact, we're about to take a commercial break. That gives you a pretty idea what the idea of what the, a lot of the debate was like. Although that left out my favorite part of the whole exchange, which is what I wanted. When he starts in on her and she says, "Bring it, Tim," and I thought, "Man, she she has got a she's got a thing. She is Nikki Haley is good. She has got a thing. She could definitely be if Trump." dies or something she right. could be president of the united states uh, you're right but can you be quiet for just a second i'm finishing i just got this app on my phone the measurement there it goes yep that clip dropped my iq by eight points precisely eight points we're all stupider for having lived through that clip that was oh, that's my oh. other favorite line from her of the night when ramaswamy talked and she said every time you talk i get dumber <laughs> Which is fantastic. I'm looking at the New York Times, 
And they're evaluating the Republican debate, and I doubt that any of the people they have evaluating it are, uh, you know, lean right at all or qualified to judge this sort of thing. But anyway, of course, they have Nikki Haley uh, uh, having the best night ahead of Ron DeSantis, and they had Chris Christie third. Um, uh, Most of the pundits I've come across thought Nikki Haley had the best night last time and this time, and she's good. She is definitely good. And uh, I I just like like her point of view. I like her style, but none of it's going to matter because... Trump's going to run away with this thing. Well, and she was hobbled, as they all were, uh, by the fact that Fox News gets an F for their uh, administration moderation of the debate. An F. Is, is there such a thing as an F minus? Anyway. Yeah, I saw along. a headline, and I'd have to, just because you see a headline on Twitter doesn't mean it's real. I might have to track down whether this is true or not, but Fox slashes ad prices for second debate as GOP primary turns into a snoozer. I don't know if like viewership dropped off enough and they had some sort of deal with the advertisers where they had to drop prices, but it wouldn't surprise me because I, I know I, I have to watch this for my job, but otherwise I'd have thought I'm not going to learn anything from this. I mean, well, I'm all, sure they slashed them in advance. They're, they're, they're all talking at the same time, and yeah, it's very frustrating. It was, it was terrible. And one more note, and I say this with sadness. It's, you know, it's like the old, uh, the terrible old joke. Fans of American-made motorcycles, I'd rather see my sister in a house of ill repute than my brother on a Japanese product. Um, it's a terrible saying and, and full of belligerence and uh, directions that I don't approve of. But I felt like I was watching one of those two things. Either the sister or the brother or whatever, watching Tim Scott, clearly told by his consultants, you got to be more assertive, Tim. This kind, decent, optimistic man thing isn't working. Jump in, interrupt people, talk over them, bully your way to center stage. And it just was ugly. By the way, disappointing. By the way, and I don't want to get into the details of the whole drapes thing that that conversation was about, but fact checks left, right, and center are. She didn't do anything wrong there. That was an Obama thing. They bought him, blah, blah, blah. It's non-story. So that was some yeah. bad oppo research by his people. If you're going to try to bring down Nikki Haley, that was a bad swing. What a bizarre tack to take. Right. Honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. <laughs> wow, if that isn't at the end of the show, most days, Hanson. Come on. Moving along, a uh, really interesting revelation covered, as usual, only by the New York Post. Um, uh, new text messages involving uh, Hunter Biden and brother James Biden have come out. Now, big brother James is frequently left out of these discussions. He is, to my mind, the the point guard or the Wizard of Oz of the Biden family uh, yeah. influence peddling. He's business. probably the key player, right? He is the guy who, in the conversations with Tony Bobolinsky, and to this moment, nothing Tony Bobolinsky said in his interview with Hunter, with uh, Tucker, rather, or anywhere else, nothing has been contradicted in any way that this guy said. Having said that, you remember uh, Bobolinsky frequently dealt with uh, James Biden, and he asked James Biden, "Hey, why do we never use Joe's name?" We just refer to it. And James said, plausible deniability, my boy. Plausible deniability. Bingo. Having said that, 
Hunter Biden told his uncle Jimmy in December 2018 that he had run out of money and needed financial assistance from his father, according to some new text messages revealed in the big bulk of hundreds of pages of IRS whistleblower documents. So how old is Hunter at that time? Katie, how old is Hunter right now? Fifty, Mid-50s, something like that? So that's 2018. That's five years ago. All right, maybe I he's can 53. Ask. He's 53. So he's 48 so, years old. You're 48 mm-hmm. years old texting your uncle that your dad needs to send you more money because you're out of money. Okay, that's an interesting situation right there. He told James Biden that the millions of dollars he'd scored from his business deals abroad was, quote, all gone, and he could no longer afford school tuition from his three daughters or basic living expenses. Quote, I can work when I'm in New York City all day every day for the next three months, but I can't pay alimony without dad or tuitions or food or gas. Really, it's all gone. I can make it up in 15 to 20 days, I'm sure, but he's basically made it clear that he's not paying alimony because mom made clear she won't do it, he added. So obviously... The whole, Dad, I need money to pay alimony, and Dr. Jill saying, tell them the pound sand dynamic was going on. Um, uh, So you got a guy who's about 50 years old saying, Dad, I need more money. I can't pay my alimony, (laughs) which is interesting. And then what kind of work do you do where it's, I can work 10 hours a day for a couple of weeks and get caught back up? What? what? Doing what? What kind of job works that way? Then how did you end up broke if you're that incredibly capable? Well, he he was a crackhead. Uh, Anyway, if you're thinking, what's the point of this? Hunter Biden isn't running for anything. We will get to the point in a minute. We're going to build the case first. But uh, so he also said he was moving into his dad's Delaware mansion after the collapse of his relationship with his sister-in-law turned lover, Hallie Biden. Boy, just on a human level. I hope I don't ever deal with this. I'm 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 dad and I got my 50 year old son who's sleeping with my other deceased son's wife widow mm-hmm. who's so screwed up the family and stolen all their money gambling and drugs that he's now moving back into my house at almost 50 years old and the aforementioned widow found the illegal gun and threw it in a dumpster next to a school. Other than that, things are going swimmingly. Having destroyed his family and then going over to his deceased brother's family and destroying that family, now he's moving into my house. Woo, just from a family drama, that's a rough one. So Uncle Jimmy, who's uh, kind of like the... Uh, now, this is a crazy old reference, but... Well, he's like the sitcom dad. He puts his arms around everybody and says, Hey, we can make this work. Or like the kindly old doctor from those old coffee commercials. (laughs) That's a really old reference. Anyway, James Biden told Hunter that he thought the new arrangement would work with just a little help from the former Veep. Quote, this can work. You need a safe harbor. I can work with your father alone. We, as usual, just need several months of his help for this to work. Let's talk about it. It makes perfect sense to me. This is difficult to fully vet without talking. Now, there are some more specifics to get to. But the takeaway from this... And it is undeniable, I mean really undeniable, is that the family finances are absolutely intertwined. And we'll get more into that in a moment. Uh, The exchange is part of a trove of documents released by the House Ways and Means Committee on Wednesday, implicating uh, Hunter and various influence peddling schemes while landing uh, business deals with foreign entities. 
Uh, let's see. In a statement accompanying the message, the whistleblower Joseph Ziegler explained that James Biden was not asked about this exchange and how the money flowed due to, quote, an environment established by the assigned prosecutors in which the investigators were afraid to ask questions. This would not allow us to full follow normal investigative leads and fully understand the business relationship between James Biden and his family. Which brings us to the second main point, the obstruction of justice by the ironically named Justice Department that was clearly pulling the strings in this investigation to protect uh, the Biden family, especially Joe, obviously. Now. The New York Post points out this uh, these messages complicate a previously reported exchange between Hunter and his daughter, Naomi, from 2019, the next year, actually just a few months later, in which the first son claimed that he'd had to fork over half his salary to his father. Quote, I hope you can all do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. Uh, Wow. Okay, and the New York Post... He's such an awful human being. Now, he, he was a, he's a crackhead, and crackheads tend to not have the best, uh, you know, unselfish, uh, <laughs> charitable view of the world. But, dude, the only reason you're making all that money is because your dad is who he is and what he's accomplished. You're, he makes me give half the... The only reason you have any money is because of your dad. So complaining about the amount he lets you keep is really kind of weird. So if you're suggesting one of his crack whores stepped on his moral camp uh, compass, oh, that was such a good line, and I said campus instead of compass. Damn it! Donald Duck! I wish I was as smooth as Chris Christie, comedian. (laughs) No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Yeah, Yeah, see, he didn't screw up his punchline, did he? Idiot! I bet he practiced that in the mirror. Yeah, I should have. Anyway, that's off the top of my head. What am I going to do? Anyway, where was I? Ah, yes. Uh, Oh, yeah. So uh, this is a guy who is running the Biden influence peddling. uh, He's the point man and the charmer because Hunter, when he's not wasted, is a bright guy and quite charming. Um, And so he was the the point man. Uh, uh, Uncle Jim was obviously the brains behind the curtain. But what Hunter's griping about is he's had to pay a huge cut of the take to the old man all this time. Then he gets in trouble because of his crackheadery and and is broke. And all of a sudden, his dad is making him beg on his knees for money. And Dr. Jill is telling him to go to hell, and he resents the hell out of it. Which is probably maybe even advice they were getting from a bunch of people on how to deal with a drug addict kid. Who is right. running through everybody's money? You gotta, you gotta stop giving him money, right? So there are those who've said, "Wait a minute, he's talking about he has to give his dad half of it, but now he's begging for money." No, that makes perfect sense given the timeline of events. So at any rate, uh, the Post has previously reported Hunter was routinely on the hook for his father's household expenses, as itemized by longtime business partner Eric Schwerin. Uh, Keep in mind that all of this stuff, including the itemized records of household expenses, uh, exist in a world where Democrats and every major media outlet in America practically has said Republicans without evidence are investigating the president with no specific evidence. It's well, it's lying. They're lying. Uh, The texts also shed further light on the financial entanglements of the Biden family, which we discussed earlier. 
Uh, in June, the House panel revealed that Hunter threatened a Chinese business associate in a text message saying he was sitting next to his father and would forever hold a grudge if their business arrangement was not fulfilled. Uh, bank records obtained by the House Oversight Committee have shown that the first family and their associates netted more than $20 million from Ukraine, Russia, and Kazakhstan, while his father was vice president. More than $20 million. And you may remember the other day it came out that there was a uh, money transfer of millions to Hunter that listed Joe's address as the, the relevant address. Which Not also, a joke! Which also got no news coverage. None of this is anywhere but Fox and the New York Post uh, for for major broadcasting, which is just amazing. I mean, there's a media blackout on this story. There are a couple more examples in the Post article about who's paying what bills and that sort of thing, but it's all kind of more of the same. But they're clearly all drawing from a huge pot of money. A couple more of the debate clips for you, among other things. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. Last debate, he said we were all bought and paid for. I can't imagine how you could say that knowing that you were just in business with the Chinese Communist Party. We opened a subsidiary in China. But you know what I did that was different than every other company? We got the hell out of there. That's just wrong. And let's just get real here. My plan will get the job done. You literally put $50,000 on curtains and a $15 million subsidized location. Next. You got bad information. They were there before I even showed up at the residence. Nikki Haley, bring it, Tim. (laughs) Arguing over curtains. Yeah. 
Um, let me let me check that list of issues Americans are concerned about. Hmm, not what? finding curtains. Uh, so talking time. Ramaswamy for the second debate in a row got the most talking time on the stage. He uh, he jumps in. He talks a lot. He gets referenced a lot, so he gets to respond a lot. They they need to keep referencing him because he's not going to be the nominee. I'm looking up at the uh, the national. He's at five percent. Don't waste your time on attacking Ramaswamy. I think they all personally hate him so much. Yes, because so, he's a con man. And he called them all crooks, basically, last time around. You're all bought and paid for. Screw you, dude. So and I, this, uh, time, this time he opened with, these are good people on this stage. That's 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 Vivek. Right. You. As a lot of people said, he must have done focus groups where people didn't like the way he handled things last time. Because he he mentioned at one point, he said, I know I come off as a know-it-all sometimes. And because I'm sure that was straight out of a focus group. Right. Honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. That sounds like every date I was ever on. Quit playing that. But, uh, yeah, don't waste your time on attacking Vivek Ramaswamy. He's not going to be the nominee, but he got the most talking time for the second debate in a row. Erg. Followed by DeSantis, then Tim Scott, in third place at 12 minutes, jumped in there enough to get a lot of talking time, but then he wasted it on, like, the worst oppo research I've ever heard of. An issue nobody would care about if it were true, and turns out not to be true. Man, that's some bad oppo research. And six of his 12 minutes was spent talking over other people, and you couldn't understand a damn word that had been said. Poor guy. His yeah. biggest problem is the current system is not set up for a nice guy who's substance-based. It's just yeah. not. He could have won in 1880. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know about right after... Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> As a black uh-huh. man, it might have been difficult. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but, but, uh, his style and intelligence and compassion and goodness. He might have been able to win in you know 1988. But, uh, yeah, it's just that style's not going to work anymore. You're not going to get a chance to talk. Right, right. So if you didn't watch it, good for you. Good for you. And the headline, of course, changed nothing. Trump's going to be the nominee outside of some just monumental event. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. That was the worst thing I have ever seen in the debates. (laughs) I need counseling. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. After months of secret negotiations, Army Private Travis King is in U.S. custody on his way home from North Korea. Officials saying he appears to be in good health and good spirits and is eager to see his family. His release some 70 days later, facilitated by Sweden and China. Swedish officials then driving King from North Korea across the border to China, where he was met by the U.S. ambassador to China. Officials saying North Korea got nothing in return. Yeah, we claim we made no deal for it. Maybe that's true. I find it hard to believe. There must have been some reason North Korea decided to give him back. But anyway, I'm glad to hear he's in good health, and he's uh, obviously a troubled human being who decided to run into North Korea, but uh, I'm glad they didn't beat him near to death while he was there. Yeah, I have a feeling he's just an idiot, honestly. You know, what are you going to do? My final statement for some time on a topic that we've been discussing this morning will, will be this. I have been to several crime scenes. I have been to the scene of a murder. I have passed a terrible vehicle wreck that included a motorcyclist in which there was a severed head involved. (laughs) Wow. And the debate last night is the worst thing I've ever seen. Okay. Gotcha. I'm just ranking them in my memory. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I'll run through a couple of headlines for you, including this. I-15 Pro owners are complaining about overheating problems. Have you heard this? Getting too hot to hold. This is the item that makes Apple one of the most valuable companies in the world. Their their top-of-the-line phone is what really drives Apple more than anything mm-hmm. uh, in terms of revenue. And it's the new titanium one gets super, it's cash cow, gets so hot you can't hold it, and bends. So we'll see if they... And uh, bends? And bends, yes. That's uh, hot. So uh, so anyway, they'll see if, see if they can fix that. Yeah, goodness. We were talking a little bit earlier about the war in Ukraine. That came up. Saw this article in the Wall Street Journal, how the technological revolution in Ukraine is reshaping modern warfare. The history of warfare is it's all about who's got the latest technological edge. You come up with an idea for a weapon. Uh, they come up with something that counters that. Then you have to come up with a new one back and forth. And that's it's been the history since bows and arrows. New systems are eliminating surprises. You can't surprise anymore. The The era of a surprise anything might be over for warfare and right. making it harder to gain ground in armored assaults, as we were talking about earlier with the uh, with the tanks and whatnot. So hopefully with our backing, Ukraine will be able to stay on the top side of that in terms of who's got the best tech. Or the latest ideas. Just thinking out loud, I can almost envision a moment in the future when most military tools, I'm talking about among superpowers, most 
military tools are rendered ineffective except the most devastating tools. And what does that look like in terms of future conflict? When does diplomatic conflict, economic conflict turn into kinetic conflict, warfare? If you start at devastating exchange, whether nuclear or otherwise, does that change the face of diplomacy? Right. It's yeah. it's as if I, uh, you know, I was a little hot-tempered as a kid um, and got into a couple of scrapes, um, but if I knew every punch I threw was capable of causing death, like I'm Bruce Lee or something, or at least devastating injury, every time I threw a punch, bones would be broken. That would absolutely change your orientation toward physical conflict. It would for you. It might not for other people. That's the problem. You, yes. Yeah, as a moral human being, might not bother compliment. Might not bother North Korea or Iran, for instance. If every punch you threw caused that sort of right, although if you knew the other side would immediately go to that as well. That's what you. That's what you hope if they're normal, rational human beings. Yeah, deterrence. Yeah, certainly. Elon Musk yesterday, I think he X'd out, or did he tweet out, or whatever? I'm not. I'm gonna say tweet. He said the shoplifting. He was talking about the shoplifting epidemic videos. Uh, is giving him late-stage Roman Empire vibes. America is going full Joker. You brought that up yesterday, the idea of America going Joker. I've not seen that movie. What is that a reference to? Well, it's a fairly, it's a beautifully done, but fairly typical dystopia of the future in which there is rampant crime, no regard for human beings, no social contract, um, and, and ugliness reigns, and the Joker character, Joaquin Phoenix, in his devastatingly weird performance, Decides, screw it. I'm gonna. Uh, not, I can't fight these forces anymore. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna direct them. I'm gonna ride that wave and direct that ugliness. Let's tear it all down. Well, I hope that Elon is wrong about that. But I think a lot of us watch that and feel it's got a bit of an end of the Rome Pyre feel to it. Speaking of Twitter, by the way, I I didn't know anything about this. It's funny. Yesterday, I, heard, I saw somebody reference Blue Sky. And I just, I just kind of skipped it because I thought something I don't know anything about. Then somebody brought it up last night. Are you on Blue Sky yet? And I said, what now? Uh, Dorsey, Jack Dorsey, who invented Twitter and ran it and made it what it was before Elon bought it from him, has started a new thing called Blue Sky that looks exactly like the old Twitter with the blue and the same sort of logos and the same look and everything like that. Wow. And all of your favorite Twitter people that... You aren't on Twitter, you listening. Almost nobody is. But the people that were on Twitter all the time are migrating over to Blue Sky. It's invitation only at this point. Meaning liberal only. Liberal only. And so all those people are going to go over to Blue Sky, and that could blow up and become the big conversation place for all of lefty America. And I don't know if we're going to end up with like an MSNBC that is Blue Sky and a Fox that is... Twitter or or how this is going to shake out, um, I don't know. It's free market at work, but uh, I kind of like all the conversations to be in one place. You don't have to switch around, but there's no you know, no way to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is that there's there's more meaning to that than just a split off of a social media, um, you know, contingency. I think it has to do with the fact that there are forces within America, primarily on the left, who just cannot be anywhere where they hear ideas that are contrary to their own. 
They just find it so threatening or angering or something. They've got to go off and start their out. They're taking their ball and going home. They're going to start their own, uh, you know, social right. media thing. Right. All those stories about how hate is running rampant on Twitter. Not really. No. There's some there, but stupid is everywhere these days. I don't know if you've noticed it. Speaking of uh, Roman Empire vibes, I love this story, even as I hate it. You know, the COVID relief program loans that were so ripped off by inmates and scammers, just billions of dollars in taxpayer money disappeared. Well, uh, court records revealed that Tencent, the giant Chinese uh, conglomerate, which owns TikTok, right? Tencent? Or am I thinking of the wrong company? It owns WeChat and has a large stake in the parent company of TikTok. ByteDance uh, owns TikTok. Right. I'm told in my ear. Right. Tencent has a big stake in ByteDance. Fitty anyway, wears gold chains. That's a good point. So the court records revealed that Tencent co-owned one of the main investors in Wompley, a San Francisco startup that raked in $2 billion in 2021 by helping businesses get expedited paycheck protection program loans, PPP loans, which was accused of profiting from rampant fraud in the application process. Uh, Tencent, which owns also owns WeChat and a large stake in uh, ByteDance, has faced scrutiny from the government over national security risks, blah, blah, blah. So they gained hundreds of millions of dollars of fraudulent U.S. tax money, this giant Chinese communist-tied uh, company, by exploiting the weakness and stupidity of our giant taxpayer handouts. So that's a little frustrating. Don't trust China! Uh, I would say um, that reminds me the governor of California, who uh, did a great job from his standpoint of injecting himself into the debates last night. He tweeted out, welcome to the Freedom State, GOP, because the debate was in the Freedom State. Good Lord. The debate was in California at the Ronald Reagan Library. And I was telling my kids, I can't believe we've never visited that before. I got to make that put that on my short list of places to go anyway. Uh, Gavin Newsom tweeted out, we believe in these crazy things here called free speech, gun safety, health care, social security, and climate change. Oh, and democracy. See you tonight. What the hell? That was utterly incoherent. Free that speech. That was alternating between things people agree with and then cutting free speech at the knees, cutting it off at the knees during COVID, threatening doctors who dared go against the orthodoxy, silencing people at school board meetings who disagree with radical queer theory, the freedom state. Wow. All your big universities, if anybody to the uh, right of Bernie Sanders speaks there, they get beaten down. (laughs) The freedom state. But anyway. He found a way to uh, inject himself into the thing, and he was in a spin room before and after and got a fair amount of attention. Getting back to the Wompley story, which was not done, sir. Oh, I didn't realize that. Sorry. Eh, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Um, Wompley pulled in over $2 billion in fees through its PPP work. Their lead, uh, lending partner told congressional investigators that the company's fraud prevention practices appeared to be put together with duct tape and gum, and there was rampant fraud in the program. Police also intercepted messages between gang members in Florida telling each other that Wompley was really hitting and that everybody in the hood was using it. Gang members reportedly used PPP loans to fund their drug trafficking operations, all under the guiding hand of Tencent, partially owned by the Chinese government. Unbelievable. Wow, anyway, so so much of the that. federal 
money that went out the door and California led the way with their money going out the door being ripped off by people. That's just fantastic. So on a totally different topic, you may remember a week or so ago, we talked about the New York Times. Uh, they did a big piece on Melissa Kearney's new book, The Two-Parent Privilege, and how remarkable it was that they were actually printing something that said, look, intact families. That's why achievement suffers in, in America, lack of intact families. Well, Jason Riley of the Wall Street Journal, who is brilliant, has come out with a you're right, but think piece that I thought was just terrific. I'd like to share that with you. Cool. We got a lot of stuff on the way. In an hour three, we're going to talk to one of our favorite political pundits, Gary Dietrich, who was, was he at the debate? I know he was in the. I think he was, yeah. Yeah, cool. So we'll get a idea what it was like in the uh, in the arena. and see I'd if, rather be at a crime scene. And see if he can convince us that it mattered at all. Now, he can't convince me it mattered. <laughs> you say whatever you want. You're not going to convince me it mattered. Uh, stay with us. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. Yeah. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Oh, headshot. <laughs> you laugh. I laugh. I mean, <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Bruce Springsteen now postponing all concerts for the rest of the year. The boss, who is now 74, is being treated for peptic ulcer disease. His doctor telling him to rest, no three-hour-plus concerts. Springsteen posting a message tonight thanking friends and fans for their good wishes, encouragement, and support. He says he's on the mend and can't wait to see you all next year baby we were born to shuffle around the mall if you'd like more of our thoughts on that important topic we did it in our one more thing podcast which we cut after the show every single day so check that out 
Actually, I have some more Bruce comments, but I'll withhold them for now, as I wanted to get to this. Jason Riley's piece in the Wall Street Journal. We talked about this last week. Melissa Kearney, an economist who wrote a new book called The Two-Parent Privilege, and the New York Times bravely covered it. Um, the premise of the book being that uh, having an intact family is an incredible advantage to kids. And Jason Riley uh, writes, and this is so good, and trust me, this is going somewhere. Melissa Kearney's new book, The Two-Parent Privilege, is an attempt to explain the importance of marriage to her fellow, fellow liberal intellectuals. Sadly, she has her work cut out. The author is an MIT-trained economist, and as the book jacket explains, she makes, quote, a provocative data-driven case for marriage by showing how the institution's decline has led to a host of economic woes, problems that have fractured American society and rendered vulnerable populations even more vulnerable. And he compliments the, the tone of the book and the writing and the rest of it. But he says, I'm not sure how provocative it is, however, as the New York Times had labeled it. When Ms. Kearney writes that the absence of a father from a child's home appears to have direct effects on the children's outcome, and not only because of the loss of parental income, or that we need to, quote, restore and foster a norm of two-parent homes for children, it not only makes perfect sense to me, but it also sounds very familiar. Then again, I'm not the reader she's targeting. He explains he hardly needs convincing that there are strong links between family structure and well-being of children. He points out research that began in 1965 and unequivocally stated that. And common sense. Do I need research of any kind to lead me to this conclusion? By a leading economist? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he, he goes through this. George Gilder wrote about the importance of the nuclear family in sexual suicide in 1973 and men and marriage in 1986. Charles Murray touched on it in his landmark study, Losing Ground, 1984, made similar arguments in Coming Apart in 2012. In 1994, David Blankenhorn published Fatherless America. 96 brought David Popino's Life Without Father, compelling new evidence that fatherhood and marriage are indispensable for the good of children and society. Shocking. Other books that cover the same ground as Ms. Kearney include, and I'm not going to list them all, but a book by Linda Waite and Maggie Gallagher, a book by James Q. Wilson, Kay Heimowitz, uh, Ralph Richard Banks, uh, which was specifically about African-American families, all making the same arguments in the same way using the same data. Forthcoming volume from the University of Virginia sociologist Brad Wilcox is called Get Married, Why Americans Must Defy the Elites, Forge Strong Families, and Save Civilizations. Mr. Wilcox's subtitle neatly encapsulates Ms. Kearney's dilemma. Conservatives likely are familiar with at least a few of the aforementioned titles, yet those books in many cases have been denounced or simply ignored by the same left-wing intellectuals Ms. Kearney is trying to win over. In a recent podcast with fellow economist Stephen Dubner, who's part of the uh, Free Economics team, Ms. Kearney said that writing the book felt like taking a quote big risk professionally, because her tears tend her peers rather tend to avoid addressing the role of family structure in discussions of social inequality and look down on those who do. I find that horrifying. Uh, that anybody would have the view that this is like risky material or you need research and books to point this out. But well, and there are stacks of books that point it out. But I will say again, if you uh, if you go to marriage counseling or therapists or anything like that, I've never heard one ever bring up the idea, you know, parenting, it's going to be hard on the kids. Nobody ever says that. Even wow. though it's clearly true. Wow. 
the whole truths that I don't find comfortable, I will ignore completely school of thinking. Right. Here's another quote from Ms. Kearney, who, again, has written a good book in a a skillful way. Yes? I would think you'd start there. (laughs) Of course. You'd start with this is going to be devastating for the kids. If you have any honesty or courage, yes, of course. Anyway, Kearney says, My saying it's not discussed is probably more reflective of the circles I run in, which is, you know, higher ed, academia, which, of course, skews liberal, and progressive left-leaning conversations about kids' well-being and concerns about social mobility. In those circles, in those conversations, I often find that this topic is met with discomfort. The author recalled being asked by Mr. Dubner while still researching the book if she was concerned about being labeled as a social conservative if she published. I took that to heart, Ms. Kearney said, because I knew what you were saying, which is really, do you worry that academics aren't going to take you seriously if you sound socially conservative? I want to punch somebody in the face. I'm not exactly sure who, but this is the story is making me want to punch somebody in the face. Are you concerned it. that you'll be labeled a social conservative? What kind of question is that? What kind of answer is that? Riley goes on to point out what an enormous problem this is in the country, the the tattering of the family. Um, still, it's unfortunate we've reached a point where scaredy-cat social scientists are more interested in being popular than following the facts, weighing the evidence, and supporting the findings. Uh, whether the topic is family structure, climate change, or the New York Times 1619 project, the intellectual cowardice on display in recent years has been stunning. It's clear that our intellectual class, like every other special interest group, has its own agenda and its own blind spots. For too many academic scholars, integrity has become a secondary concern. I would say to label any pursuit an intellectual pursuit that ignores not only facts, but most of the facts and the most compelling facts to reach a predetermined outcome. To call them a social science is bizarre. It's practically hilarious. It's certainly misapplied. A little more on the debate coming up in Hour 3 and a bunch of other stuff. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.